properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties. Why is that important? Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is uh, Stephen Lee with the Black Wall Podcast. I'm really excited to have my first guest, my first cousin here as uh, an expert in a different way to do things. Um, I'll let my cousin more get into uh, his pedigree and what makes him so special other than being my cousin. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to um, start this episode by saying thank you. Um, and I just got to know, cuz, how did you pop your cherry? Thanks, cuz. Thanks for having me on. Um, so, uh, I'll introduce myself, Tyler Brown, um, Stephen's first cousin, as he already explained. Um, how I popped my cherry. Um, so, I mean, how I got into real estate or how I got into my first property? Well, however you want to do it. I mean, however you, you were the one there in the room when you popped it. So you tell me shit. All right. <laughs> All right. So we'll go, we'll start back in 2019. Um, you know, I just wanted another hustle outside of uh, what I was doing. Um, I'm a finance analyst um, and that's my nine to five. So I wanted something else, something that can earn some um, additional income. So, you know, I thought, why not go into real estate? So I spent several months studying took um, a state exam or was able to pass it um, here in New York and uh, became a licensed real estate agent January 2020. And then, you know, speaking of the year 2020, you know. That's when the shit hit the fan. The COVID. That's exactly. when the shit hit the fan. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So, so yeah, I was able to um, start in the office, you know, as normal, as a normal agent, went around just you know, going to open houses, just learning from other agents, learning from my broker. Just trying to soak up as much game as possible. Okay, and so COVID hit. Okay, so slow you down real quick. Sure. What the fuck is a financial analyst? Uh, financial analyst. Uh, it depends on like your job description because it, it, it can be. I would say you know just a lot of analytics. Uh, for me, more so, it's uh, a lot of bank reconciliation for um, the company I work for. Okay. And uh, well, yeah, so whatever we get, so I work for a hospital system. And uh, any type of checks that we do get in mm-hmm. from any of the insurance carriers, you know, we have our, the AR reps, they'll post the check, they'll create bad sheets, and these have to match okay. what's in the bank. So, so you have me, what, what people call a nine-to-five job. Yes, sir. Okay, so you have a nine-to-five job. It's 2019. You're thinking to yourself, mm-hmm. I need to make some more money. Am I, am I, am I following yes. your story so far? Yes, sir. Okay, so smart brother. So I'm assuming you need some kind of college degrees to do this job because people are assuming just because yes. I'm your cousin, I know your whole background. But full disclosure, I'm the older mm-hmm. cousin, right? Yeah. And I'm also a little yes. uh, socially awkward and recluse, so I'm not all in your business. So a lot of this shit, I'm finding out for the first time now, cuz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you have to get some kind of degree. So what kind of degrees do you have to get to do this? I have a bachelor's and master's in finance. Oh. 
Okay, y'all, you hear that? My cousin, my cousin is smart. Okay, okay, guys. Well, you know, I don't have any college degrees, so they know that about me already, right? So they already know I'm ground up, you know, got my knuckles dragging on the ground. So I'm trying to give them another perspective on how it's possible, right, to jump in. So you're at the desk. You got the secure job. You've got the degrees. So, so why did you even feel that you needed more money? I don't understand. You, you've got the dream. You don't have any kids, do you? No, I don't. So, so you black man, no kids, master's degree. You, you're an analytics uh, finance person. What? Why did you? I don't understand. What? What did you need more in life? I mean, you can never make enough money in New York, right? Mm. So the more we also have to look at you know location, cost of living. So being here, you know, you want to be able to afford certain things, and you know, we have dreams of buying homes investing, started possibly starting a business. And sometimes you may need a little bit more capital and it doesn't hurt to get into a different industry. Okay. Okay. So you, so you felt the need to diversify just period in life. Yes. So what gave, what gave you the nuts to pop your cherry? Honestly, my mom pushed me. She thought that'd be a good, um, it'd be a good route for me for real estate. She kind of pushed me. I'm sorry. Because, you know, you should, but you know, we're no, just, no we're way. talking about popping our cherry and mom's the one that pushed us. So you got to You got to understand the irony in that. I know. Right. Okay. So mom. So some, yeah. And then I kind of pursued, and then I pursued um, real estate after that. So then that's when I, you know, enrolled in the course. And then after that, I think I studied, I think it was uh, three months. It took me a 75 hour course. Uh, you know, I did it after work, you know, after I got home, you know, I, I worked throughout the day and go to the gym. And when I got home and had some time to myself, I would then, you know, just do the course online. Now just go, you know, just take it day by day. You know, most days out of the week, I'm sitting there, you know, doing, I would take breaks from time to time, but mm. most days I was sitting there reviewing uh, coursework. And, and then I took, I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I just wanted to know what what kind of course is this? Was this the course to become a real estate agent, or was it just like an investor course? No, the course to become a real estate agent. Okay, so you knew right away you were just going to go right to be an agent. That was going to be your introduction into the game. Yes. Okay. 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 And see, now I think that's important because I talk about understanding who you are as an investor. Mm-hmm. In the space, right? So I know about me, I couldn't be a real estate agent. I don't have the people skills, right? Mm -hmm. But for you, you felt comfortable saying, I'll go and be an agent to get my feet in the game. Where I felt comfortable was buying bandos in in ghetto-ass neighborhoods. You see what I'm saying? But but the most important part was the start. So I want people to understand that it, it, it's not, there's no right or wrong way to jump in the double Dutch. Does that make sense? The only thing is if you can go, you can go either it, way. It's all about your, exactly. There's multiple ways to get into real estate or, you know, I'll speak mostly to real estate. There's different ways that you can get in. It doesn't necessarily have to be real estate agents. You can get with another group of investors, whatever it may be, but there's not just one way, not just one avenue to get into the real estate and um, industry. Okay, now, 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 so we're clear. Now, how old were you when you first made up your mind and said, I'm going to enroll in this class? 25. Wow. I think it was 25, 26. Yes, 25 or 26. Wow. Like, what, three years ago? Yeah. Okay, so you're mid-20s. You've decided, okay. I'm going to tighten up. I'm going to get some discipline. 
I'm going to chase pussy a little bit less and I'm going to focus on some more money. Is that kind of the, the breakdown there? Yes. Okay. For sure. Okay. So you, you, you started that process 10 years before I did see that's, that's even better. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So now we're enrolled in the class. We're kicking the class's ass. Cause I know, I know auntie, she's not letting you just slide and do whatever. Cause that's your Jamaican side. Am I right? Yes, sir. You so, know that. <laughs> right. So they're not letting you slip. They're not fucking around. Okay. So you start yeah. the class, you finish the class, and you're at the top of the class, correct? Yeah. That's how that works when the Caribbean side gets involved. Just just getting everybody mm-hmm. straight here. Okay. So all those who aren't West Indian. Right? I'm just letting you Yeah, you know, we gotta we gotta catch the people up. That's my job, right? I'm not gonna sit here and mm-hmm. act like like you just have one side of the family here, right? Because they know about mm-hmm. Poppy. Poppy gave us the vision. But mom put yes. that foot on the neck to make it happen. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Because yeah. she's been doing that before you were born with your daddy. We That's a whole nother yeah, podcast. Huck. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think we're the Huxtables here. Okay. That's important. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. having a real conversation between cousins, right, about business and money and how the different generations have helped us get to this point. Right. So we got right. our grandfather, Poppy. Right. We both lived on top yeah. of the funeral home as children, me and you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At different times. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've seen yeah. our grandfather be able to provide through real estate. And then now your mom has been in banking forever with unnamed bank because mm-hmm. we're not going to get her in, involved in our shit. But yeah. she's been in banking forever. So that has mixed together to make you at twenty five, twenty six say mm-hmm. time to get serious. Right. Yes. Okay, so I just want to make sure the people are clear here. This wasn't overnight, right? Mm-hmm. And they a- do know that we live, us living on top of the funeral home. It was an apartment uh, building as well. Just to make that- everybody clear. I don't know. Oh no, no, no! Talk your talk, cuz, because they think I'd be lying sometime. They think I'm lying. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And our grandfather used to own that building. Yes, sir. And he was in bombing bodies downstairs, right? Yes, sir. Right in the basement. Thank you. So that's verification for some of my earlier episodes. That's all I, that's that mm-hmm. we're going to leave that there. So, mm-hmm. so once you accomplish that goal of being an agent, how long until after that, then you got your first property? Because you know that most agents don't own an investment piece of property. You do know that, right? I didn't know that actually. Yes. Now go ask around your office next time you go into work and see how many people actually own a piece of investment property. Not manage it, but own it. Mm-hmm. You'd be gotcha. you'd will. be fucking shocked. So how mm-hmm. long did it take you at twenty six before the time you became a licensed agent before you decided to buy your first investment property? Uh so that was back in January twenty twenty and then um I went in, got an accepted offer on a house in July, August of 2020. So about seven, eight months. Within the first year? Yes. Wow. That's impressive. Wow. I am truly impressed. Mm. This shit is checked, so it ain't checkers, homie. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Okay. So... So you did that. So you, how, wow, let's back up. You've got me so flustered. I wasn't expecting that as your answer. Um, so you were on, so you were on your mission, moral of the story. So, so, so do you think that seeing the world go through the shutdown of the pandemic 
do you think that helped you be able to keep on your mission or did in the moment, did you find it as almost like a hindrance? I wouldn't say it was a hindrance. I think I've always been a, a focused person, driven person. Talk I, that talk, know, huh? For, yeah. So whatever goal I set for myself, it just, you know, I, I really kind of like, what is it? A shark or an alligator once they lock in and that's just it. I'm oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then once you, you know, once you get into the real estate business and you see it from the agent side and you're talking to mortgage brokers, talking to your own, you know, real estate broker, talking to other mm. agents and you're just getting knowledge. I mean, in that point in time, we're talking about when interest rates were so low and these were starting a bidding war. So with interest rates being so low, I, you know, it made the most sense to buy a house. Right. It was a free money era. Free money era. era. And then we're talking about where there was a lack of rentals. And mm, well, right. and out here in the suburbs because everybody's leaving the city. So out, and out there uh, being where? Uh, this is in Mastic, Mastic, New York. Okay. That's Long Island, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just giving the people a, a framework on what, what we're talking about here. Okay. So, of course. So yep. we're talking about good um let's let's call it uh working class middle middle working class suburban area is that correct yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah. okay so that first deal you find it because you're in the you're in the soil you're rolling around in the dirt so to speak with everybody you're seeing the transactions happen you've gotten your first mm-hmm. commission checks right at this point yeah right which is yeah. important those are those shut the fuck up checks Right. For the people that Mm -hmm. that were not sure what you were doing in this test and all this other shit. Now you've got those commission checks and they shut up. Exactly. Okay, so you lose a couple Mm -hmm. friends, you lose a couple chicks, but then the shut the fuck up (laughs) checks come. Right. I mean, tell the story. Come on now, cuz tell the truth. No, no. Yeah. So the checks come. I mean, the first rental I did was right as things started to shut down. So that was my first check. Um. I think it was, I made the brokerage fee. I think I got like a little over a thousand dollars was for that first, um, that first broker. Actually, no, the first one was in January, February. And then I got another one later on in, um, right before everything shut down. I think it was early March. And that was just so, for you being then, the broker on a rental. Yes. Yeah, this for me being the, uh, the agent on the rental. Now, didn't those, cars. that felt good, didn't it? Oh, it was amazing. It was it like, was it was amazing. like blood in the water. Yeah, let me tell you, it's nothing better than getting a check from real estate and a check from nine to five. Nothing better. Oh, isn't it the best? And so, so let's I mean, let's 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 be honest. So you blow a couple of those, right? Because you got to get the shit out of your blood. You, you blow a couple of those. No, I don't. What? I'm not a big spender. Oh man, I'm not. That's... I hate your discipline. I hate your <laughs> discipline. God, I hate your discipline. Listen, I've done like listen. I've spent money before. You know, I've had. A car, I had the mods done, but other than that, man, I don't blow my money. I really don't. Why are I you so fucking responsible? Buy- Jesus. Hey, okay, man, so I-, I did it for the both yeah. of us, right? I guess I did it for the both yeah. of us. Ooh, because exactly. we all know my you stories are legendary. Yeah, <laughs> you did it for me in a, you know, before. Oh, man, I did it for at least six of the 12 cousins. Man, okay, mm-hmm. so, okay, so cousin Tyler does the right thing again. Does the right thing with his mm-hmm. fucking money after he got his master's degree. You, you guys see why I'm the rebel here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is making me yeah. sound even worse. Ooh. You got to have the balance, though, right? In the family. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, <laughs> I tip it to the other side. You're right. Man, this is impressive. Yeah. This is a great story. All right. So, picking back up. So, 
You get your first shut the fuck up checks. You don't blow them. You're seeing the inside of the game. You're rolling around the dirt, so to speak. Now you say, I want to be an owner, right? Yes, sir. The environment is right. The money's free. Limited rentals. Mm-hmm. So you've you scoped out your demographic. You scoped out the need in the mm-hmm. market. You you've sourced how you're going to do it. Now, why you said a little bit? You touched on why you chose to go the route of financing. It's because of your area in New York, right? So expensive, mm-hmm. and then yeah. also it was the free money era. Yeah. So interest rates were just astronomically low, which we'll never ever ever see again, probably in the next twenty five thirty years, right? Unfortunately, we won't. Hey, you know, Unfortunately. but for me as a cash buyer, I love it. So you got to let me live right now. So, yeah, I know. I know for you. Right. So you got to let. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want people to see the other side of the table, because when it was free money time, you guys were jacking up the prices and I had to sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was a cash buyer. Now, everybody's adjustables are due. Interest rates are crazy. They need to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm in the game. Right. That's how it goes. Right. Okay. So I just want to, I just want to make sure that people know this so they don't think this is like a debate or wrong way or a right way. Cause sometimes as black and brown people, when we start talking about money and we get with family, it gets real combative. It's my way, your way, my way, your way. Right. There's not one way. There's not one way. Right. And we've seen it on the inside of our family, tear our family apart with that bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're sir. so we don't do that. So that's why we're having this conversation in front of everyone, so we can show everyone that you can invest, you can talk about it with family, you can encourage each other, right? You can bounce ideas off yeah. each other, you can learn from your younger cousin, and you can learn from your older cousin without bumping heads, looking for the praise. Mm-hmm. Put your ego in your fucking mm-hmm. back pocket, right? That's where we're at with yes, this. Sir. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're doing good right now because this is very interesting. I'm interested. Good, good. I'm glad. So, first podcast, right? Yeah, this is for my first podcast interview. This is really fucking exciting. So, so yeah. you identify it. You you're ready to leap. What was it? What was the house? Name it. Tell me what was it about? I mean, the first house. It wasn't the first house I saw. I saw probably two or three before, but this house. You know, I walked in. The kitchen was recently renovated. It was just good. It was a good starter home good investment for somebody who's just getting themselves into the game. So, I mean, it was three bedrooms, one bath ranch, good size. The yard, it's probably on less than a quarter of an acre of land, maintainable, something mm. that I can maintain. And, and the house had good bones. It was, in, it was in good shape. So, you know, I put a offer in for it, and we ended up getting accepted. And then, you know, from there, we're in the contracts. And by the time we closed, it took a little bit longer than I wanted to, but as long as it closed, it closed. We went in the contract. Probably got acceptable for I think it was late July, early August, and mm-hmm. then didn't close until November thirtieth. Wow, that so, is a long time. Yeah, it was. It was. There was a lot going on, on the seller side, but as long as we got it done, I was happy to get it done. Right, right. Because there's always, first of all, and I mean, this sounds like such a shitty thing to say because people are like, "Why would you get involved?" But every closing, there's going to be some shit. There's going to be some shit. Like for me, if, if I, if I see the closing is scheduled on Friday, I don't even pay attention to that shit. Cause I know it's not gonna happen till Monday. It doesn't matter what goes on. Wires never get processed. Something always happens when I try to close on Friday. So I just, yeah. I ignore it. So I don't get, like you said, you don't get too wrapped up in the deal until it's completely done one way or another. 
Right. Exactly. And yes, and in, in New York, it's on or about date. So you have 30 days to close from the on or about date. So just because, what? for example, if we, yeah, if we say that it closes, let's say, let's say it closes April 15th, we have until May 15th to close. So just because that's the day doesn't necessarily mean that's the day. And that's true the whole state, sir. Yes, sir. What the? F- Whoa. I don't like that. Now, I don't like that. That was a. I don't like that. Yeah. So that could go for the seller or the buyer? Anybody can invoke that 30 days? I think it's more for the seller. The oh. seller has the upper hand with that one. Wow. That's but, funny. Uh, I'd have to. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, that's neither here nor there. So you identify it. But I mean, things can happen. Right. Things happen. Things happen. So. so you identify it. Now, when you say good bones, what does that mean? Because I think we throw that around a lot as real estate people. Mm-hmm. Like, what does good bones mm-hmm. mean? The house has a good structure. Everything with the house, I mean, down to the bones. I mean, it, it may need some updating, but the house is good. Foundation good is good. Some cosmetic. Foundation's good. Just probably need some Roof is good. Works. Yes, roof's good. Foundation's right. good. Right. Yeah, everything else. There's just no, may need a little touch-ups. Right. There's no septic tank issues. There's no water mm-hmm. busting through the front lawn. There's no crazy shit that's going to right. be a capital nope. expense that's going to throw your project off. Is that essentially what good right. bones means? We all can agree on that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we're getting somewhere. So, so you get the free money. You identify mm-hmm. the asset. Now, with this this whole thing, now, you know, this is where you're teaching me. Do you have to have good credit? Like, how does this work? Yeah. I mean, it helps to have good credit to get the lowest possible interest rate. Okay. Um, for me, I think my credit at the time was probably somewhere at 750 or something. Um, I ended up getting a 275 interest rate. Wow. So See, that's that master's that degree. Was- I pay my bill shit. I like yeah. that. I like that. That came in handy. Man. That definitely came in handy. So that came in handy, y'all. You see? You see? So so my way wouldn't have worked right now. Right? Because you would have you would have gotten indicted by the feds. Because if you don't mind, what was the purchase price? Two fifty eight. Okay, so if you show up with a quarter million dollars wire transferred with no um seven figure a year provable income, you will get indicted. I'm telling you people right really? now, you will get indicted. Okay. So in, in, in a situation that Tyler's talking about, do not just wire the cash. I don't care if you do have it. Think about the ramifications of wiring a quarter million dollars. Either you better have sold something that can prove that money, or you better have two or three years worth of tax returns proving you make seven figure income. Am I saying something crazy cousin? No, the bank and whoever bank that you uh, get pre-approved from, if you're trying to get the mortgage, they'll definitely question a large transfer into your account. But even if you were just trying to buy it straight cash, was what I'm saying. Even Mm -hmm. if you wanted to buy it straight cash, there's still going to be some red flags raised when you wire $250,000 into that title company's escrow account. Yes, because they're going to question where this money came from. Even if it's cash. They have... Mm-hmm. They want a paper trail where it, where it came from, right? So I I don't sure I don't want people that listen to my podcast because you know my people. I got some people out there that are gonna be like, man, fuck that shit. I got the I got the half a ticket in the in the closet. I'll just yeah. whoop de whoop. No 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 no. They'll let you buy it. 
They'll let you transfer it. But trust me, the feds will be at your door very soon after. So let's be smart. There are some times now where you're going to need to know this game. That's why I'm doing this episode, right? Okay, so you go ahead, you purchase it, quarter million, get the money, you're under 3% interest, which is fucking amazing right now. Because that's, that's, that's right now interest is at 6 7%, right? So, yeah, you're probably looking around six, about six, about right. Know, right around now. So, and that's with a 750 credit score. So this, so now you're at it, it costs you half the money, right, or half the the amount of interest that on yes. the money. Two yes. years ago, three years ago, than it does now. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. See, that's the game I don't know how to play, guys. Okay, so you rent this place out? Yes, I do. Okay, so you still have it or no? Yes, still have it. So it's still rented, still have it. Yes. It's cash flowing every month. Yes. Well, that's amazing. It, it, it's cash flowing. It's even been better because I had uh, the tenant that I originally put in there, they had left. So I put another tenant in. And because of the rental market, because of interest rates, because of inflation, um, I was able to raise, based off the market value of rentals, I was able to raise it $600. What? What you said six hundred? Yes, that's seventy two hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's guys. That's impressive. So, so you know me, I judge everything off of four to five years. So, in a five year span, what five times five times seven is thirty five thousand dollars. Yes, sir. So, in five year span, you just increased your rental cash flow. In that one little move of six hundred dollars a month, thirty five thousand. The market. Yo, yeah, no, I understand, but I, I want people to understand how pressing mm-hmm. your finger on the thumb on the scale, excuse me, over here five mm-hmm. years later will make it look a certain way over there, right? right. So that six hundred dollars a month, where there was an increase, or you just getting if you got a property that paid you six hundred dollars a month in five years, that's thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? And and so right. I don't think that sometimes we think about it that way, right? We know that little six hundred dollars a month that ain't going to do nothing for me. That ain't going to pay my rent. That yeah, 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 yeah. But keep that, keep that, difference. keep that finger there for five years. What will it do? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So and that's, that's important. And that just increase the profit, the profit margin that I was already having. Right, because so you didn't walk into the deal profit. with that. That's extra. No. That's extra. Like I already had a profit margin before that. I just increased it by six hundred dollars a month. That's a huge increase in rent. I I, I couldn't imagine. Was, I could only imagine. Yeah. So okay. So it, so so that's when you popped your cherry, and you realized yes. you liked it. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I, that's usually how it, how it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And the thing about it is, um, I know. You know, the different ways you can go about with tenants. I don't know if we want to get into that. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I got time. I own this shit. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you can take cash. People who just pay cash or pay the check, or you can take program. So, program would be like a Section 8. So that's, mm. no, that's who I've rented out to, someone who takes Section 8. I know they get a bad rep, a bad rep but during the pandemic... That was one of the things I was paying attention to. Wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. Slow it down, sir. So mm-hmm. you, oh shit, my cousin's a fucking genius. So you do Section 8. Yes, I do. I've wanted to do Section Love 8 it. so bad in Cleveland. 
Love it. Love it. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about this because this is something I mm-hmm. definitely want to get involved in. Because during the pandemic, like yeah. you said, when Donald Trump signed that, I got fucked on my rentals. None of my tenants were paying. Yeah. So me seeing that and being a first time um, home buyer and that this being my first investment property, for me, I'm looking at this and saying, you know what? I don't want to deal with that because what if somebody stops paying? Because they don't have to pay and then we can't evict them. So you know right. what I'm going to do is I'll take Section 8 because government back is government money. So True. that check is coming. Every single month, that check is coming. You don't have to worry about it. So, so I said, I'm going to go this route. You're right. You're right. Now, what was the threshold as far as the inspections and getting actually into the program? Okay. So for one, you got to get the rental permit. Um, through whatever, whatever municipality that you have. I mean, for here, out here, it's the town of Brookhaven on Long Island. Uh, you have to get the rental permit through them. And then they, you know, they, it's a certain amount of form that you have to fill out. Um, I think it's, uh, depending on your dwelling, you have to, it's X amount. I think it was like $200 for a three bedroom dwelling. Uh, you send it to the town, they send you a temporary permit. Then they send an inspector out. The inspector comes to the house, looks over everything. And either passes you, or if not, then they'll tell you what you have to fix or what you have to replace. And then they'll come back out. You just have to reschedule them. Probably take another two weeks. They'll come back out. And then if they pass you, then you can start putting your house out for rent. You have somebody with Section Eight, then that's where you have to contact the CDC and their representative there. Uh, then they send their own inspector out, and then they inspect your mm. house as well. And then once they give, if they give the pass, then they'll come up with a moving date for the tenant, you know, and then you figure out the paperwork from there, everything you need to sign for them, you submit it back to them. So that's it. It's uh, two inspections that you need. One from it, whatever municipality that you have to get the actual rental permit. Right, like a certificate of occupancy or whatever that equivalent is and wherever you're at. Yeah, cool. Right, exactly. Right. And then after that is um, you have to do it through the CDC or whatever program that they're using. Right, but it's going to be some form of federal arm that you're going to do that second inspection with because that's who's going to be cutting you the check right yes got mm-hmm. you got you and that and i'm assuming it's pretty much the same process with veteran housing uh any kind of those like uh rehab housings any kind of uh situation where the government's subsidizing your rent it's probably going to be the same mm-hmm. kind of thing essentially plan for two inspections I would plan for two. I know more so with the rental, definitely it's going to be two for sure. Right. But it's better to be safe than sorry on that one. So how are the actual yeah. programs? Like how are the, how are the, the government? Are they good with you? Or do they help you out as a new landlord or are they just, it's yeah. Look up on the website and go fuck yourself. I mean, I mean, if I need anything, I can contact the reps, the people that, you know, represent the tenants. Um, um, over the CDC, if I do need anything, I can always email them. But other than that, I mean, they've been fine with me. They paid me on time every month. So other than that, I'm good. Wow. So I think I'm going to do that because I'm actually, um, I was talking with a lawyer buddy of mine. Uh, hey, I mean, I love you, honey. Um, and we're looking at acquiring a duplex in Cleveland later on this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. Maybe so, maybe not. I don't know. But either way, I think that that's mm-hmm. a great way to do it if you're partnering up with somebody, because that definitely takes out the, uh, the hassle for some one person to have to collect the rent. Right. Exactly. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That's a great little, uh, Mm -hmm. saving, uh, mechanism for if you're partnering up, 
to kind of partner up and just mm-hmm. do it where it's like, okay, we're doing this. We're going to partner up as a joint venture and we're going to just go straight for subsidized housing. I like that idea. Yeah. It's very smart cousin because then also mm-hmm. because you. you have that debt on it, it, it kind of allows you to fix your occupancy rates mm-hmm. because you know, you're going to go government, you know, so you're not yeah. going on the open market. So that mm-hmm. gives you a lot more, um, planning ability for the long term. All right. Exactly. All right. This is making sense. So do you have a, like a plan? Are you trying to hold it for a certain amount of time? Is it indefinite hold? Or you? What, what's your exit strategy, if you have any? I'm going to hold it for some time. I mean, the cash flow is undeniable. It's, it's, it's a great cash flow for that unit. Mm-hmm. And um, right now I'm trying to buy a second property. Um, to got a line of credit on this house and then use some of that to help me buy the next property. Mm, mm. So you're mm-hmm. using some of your equity to get into another situation. Yes, and generate more cash flow with, with the next property as well. All right. Well, I think that's going to be for the next episode. I think we're going to okay. have to hear about when you do that. Yeah, well, because I'm I know I know people are uh, you know they're interested in that. Like, what's the ins and outs of that? Yeah, yeah, mm. we can get into that. Yeah, yeah. We can definitely get into that. We can get into HELOCs. Um, cash out refis. So, yeah, that can we can save that for the next episode if you like. Yeah, That's I think good. so. I, th- I think we're giving away um, a lot for people to digest right now. I think your story is really powerful yeah. on how you how you jumped off the porch and popped your cherry, sir. Yeah, you sometimes you just got to jump off the porch and just go for it. That's y- it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Okay, so that gives people some framework on what you did and how you did it and and uh, why you did it. Mm-hmm. So you want yeah. to give people like how they can contact you if they're in New York area or wherever your license allows so they can uh, use you as an agent and contact you and, and all the other fun stuff? Sure. Um, I'm Tyler Brown. I'm with Remax Sparrow Realty. That's out here in Center Merchants, Long Island. If anybody wants to send me an email, you can send it at tyler.brown, B-R-O-W-N, at remax.net. And then I'll give them, um, you can call me at 631-566-0172 if you have any questions or just want to chop it up or, you know, if you're in New York and you're looking to buy real estate, I'm your guy. So I agree. Shit. I mean, the man's a, is obviously qualified. I mean, you heard the man's credentials and, um, uh, we come from a money making family, so we're going to definitely do that regardless. And, uh, he's the good cousin. Oh, yeah. He's one of the good ones. I think I uh, lean the other way, um, like you said. I'm, I wouldn't I'm, say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm for the balance, if you will. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's called the balance. The balance. We're going to call me the balance. Uh, so the balance appreciates you. And um, I love everything you're doing, cuz. And, you know, we're this is actually the cousin I'm talking to, uh, the stuff about Baltimore. Um, really excited yeah, about that. That's something I really, yeah. really am excited about. I've been thinking about that mm-hmm. um, since I went. So it's something uh, you guys should look out for. We're definitely going to team up on that. And I just appreciate you, cuz. I love you, man. It's a great story. I learned a lot about you. Yeah, thank you, cuz. I appreciate you having me on. Love you, too. Yeah, thank you man. so much. My first guest. All right, let's get it. All right. All right, have a great day, man. Bye-bye. All right, you, too. Bye. Man, my cousin is pretty fucking neat. I learned a lot about him, y'all. So... That just shows there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, If you have any of those resources or you need to learn more about those resources, he's given you his information. 
I suggest you use it. Smart guy, man. Smart guy. Smart guy. He's given me a lot to think about. There's no excuses in this world. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't even let yourself stop you. It's the most important thing. That person in the mirror, tell me to get the fuck out the way. Yeah, man. That was powerful. Well, I enjoyed you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Black Wall Podcast. Check you later. This shit is checked, so it ain't checkers, homie. Um, I think Daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can that we can expand more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um, better properties.